Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul Podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. Today's show, today is October 7th. It is Relationship Wednesday. As we were talking about all the different ways that people can think and all the different ways that people can approach a relationship with whatever baggage they have accumulated all their lives. And obviously, when we are in a relationship with them, we are going to be fully subjected to every single part of them. The thing with relationships is you bring with you who you are. And as obvious as that sounds, people don't get it. And the reason they don't get it is because whatever they believe is missing in them or isn't working is going to be taken care of because they are with this new person. And there's some, when they first go out, they want to introduce them to everybody. And then, you know, after a while when things aren't really working out your way, you stop introducing them and you start saying, well, I got to make sure it works out first. And you're, you're always worried about it. And that happens when self-love is compromised to low self-esteem. Because when you have low self-esteem, or high self-esteem, it influences the relationship that you're in in terms of how satisfied you are in the relationship. Because if you come in with low self-esteem and you're not really feeling this true love for yourself, meaning you understand that you are worth the person you are with, you will immediately start this relationship with self-defeating thoughts and insecurities, and those will affect how you react to this person. Truly love yourself, your energy shifts, and you begin to attract lifelong people that are actually worthy of the love that you are and that you feel. But if you don't know the love that you are, you're going to choose people and then you're going to spend your time. And I know it's probably more obvious than we know, but the reason we're so disattracted to couples that we see that are fighting over jealousy and you only want me because of this and you only want me because of that attitude That's all because you walked in with low self-esteem. So you began to distort that perception of your partner, of their behavior, 
You'll be the one checking their phones and checking their emails and checking everything that they do as though now they are your project. They are the thing, the person you need to sink your teeth into. Because you're not going to sink them into yourself. Because it's too hard to see. How do you have self-worth in a relationship? What does that look like? Because we know what the lack of self-love looks like. We know that it's constant fighting, constant bickering. Now, there's certain kinds where you know you're actually working stuff out and you can resolve in a positive way. That's self-love learning to hone itself. But when the the self-esteem is low, those are the people that at the the extreme of it we see on the news. The murder-suicides, the hurting each other, the calling the police all the time, the hitting, the cheating, the stealing, not caring that the kids can see this or are hurt. They're just so blinded by their own pain that all they've got to share is that pain. And you always wonder, what was that like when they were courting, when they first met? I know courting is such an old word. I just totally dated myself. But true, the same. How did those two get together? Well, they used each other because they exchanged energy with low self-esteem. about that we choose who we exchange energy with that's why at times in my work even in my own life maybe a choice at a certain time in my life when I may have not felt great about relationships or myself in them and people would meet the person I'm dating and they'd be like I never figured that what's up with that Well, what's up with it was I was exchanging energy with the lowest part of my love, the most injured part of my love. So I naturally brought on somebody who was compromised in the same way. And then I wondered why, hey, why didn't I have these feelings in other relationships? Like what's happening in my life that's different? Why am I not going for what I know is right for me and I'm settling over here? Well, it had nothing to do with the other person. They didn't make me pick them. But why out of everyone did I? Because I had a difficulty being myself in a relationship with another person. Because the relationship with myself, I didn't have difficulty being by myself. I loved being alone. But what would happen to me once I got in the relationship that I knew wasn't going to go anywhere? But I took it on anyway and then let it take my life's time and energy. Well, what happened was the day came when I now had to leave. When I realized being alone was better than being with someone and feeling alone. But had I not faced that question 
of why do I go out with people that I want to leave? It was because it was based on low self-esteem. There is a movie. It, it stars Gwyneth Paltrow, and it's called Sliding Doors. And you know when you're at that fork in the road, and you can go this way or you can go that way. Well, they showed how each life, each choice in her life would have played out, hence the sliding doors. It took me the first time I saw it, because it's an old movie, and I was way younger when it came out. I didn't really, like, get it. I was getting confused. Oh, which life was this? It gets clearer towards the end. Because you're starting out with the same person, but where is that person taking their soul? Where's their soul going to go based on the decisions they just made? And it made me realize that you could always change your reality by changing you, but how do you change you? How do you build that self-love, that self-esteem in your relationships? And I'm talking with anybody, with your kids, with your partner, with the people you work with. Any relationship you have starts with you. You're the common person in every single relationship. And if all of your friends got together and started comparing notes, they would all come out with the same thing. Oh, yeah, they do that to me too. Oh, yeah, they do that to me too. Which is why Christ said, our behavior is not special to anybody. It is who we are everywhere we go. All the people you know compared notes about where you have been or how you behave or how you react or what makes you laugh or what makes you cry. And they all come up with the same thing, which they most likely will. That's telling you who you are. And if you get mad at what you hear, it's because you yourself haven't faced it. And if you can laugh at what you hear and enjoy the descriptions, you are living in self-acceptance. That's what it's like to accept yourself. So if you were to take it through that thread and think of it that way, Because low self-esteem invites jealousy, invites insecurity, invites picking on everything. So how do we change that? How do we start to build self-love, even self-love that we may have in other places, but you can't like have self-love here and not here, but we do have a different level of injury or expectation when it comes to relationships with a partner that we are just meeting. So we have to make assessments pretty quick because we're inviting this person into our life because we are attracted to them, but we don't really know anything about them. So as we get to know them, going back to the movie Sliding Doors, I think the best thing about the movie is the name. The sliding doors, because that's the playing out what decision you make when you're at that fork in the road. Can you even see how it will play out with who you are right now? And how do you have?
self-love in a relationship. So the first thing you can do to avoid criticizing, blaming, and shaming another human being. Because if you're criticizing, blaming, and shaming, you're already good at it because you are doing it to yourself. And because you did nothing about it, you are going to throw it up on another human being. There is a man that came to me, and he has a wife, had a wife, operative word, who always criticized her weight. Oh, you're heavy. Now, she wasn't that heavy, but to him, she wasn't taking care of herself enough. And he blamed it on all the eating. And he would body shame her. He would make her feel, even though she didn't feel bad about her body, her feel bad about her body. And through another person who knows them, said, you know, it's really weird. We went out to dinner with so-and-so, and as his wife got to half of the food in her plate, he took her plate away from her. Imagine that public statement of shaming another person and it being your spouse. Because nobody remembered her reaction, but everybody remembered his reaction at that table. Because his self-esteem was all dumped into her in making her what he thought he should be. And if he was doing something, darn it, she better do it too, because who is she to have her own life and her own level of acceptance? Let me shape that on her. And they're no longer together today. Which goes to the second thing we can do easily, and that's to accept the other person as they are. We don't want to change anybody when we feel okay. But when we don't feel okay, them changing is imperative on our happiness. And if we're not happy, it's because of them. Isn't that crazy? If we're not happy, it's because of our job that we chose. If we're not happy, it's because of our partner that we chose, which we never say. This happened to me. I had to take that job. Well, dating her was better than nothing, as though she's nothing, and she's just that little step above nothing. So when you can accept another person, and I know we all know the answer to that. It's because you've already accepted yourself. When you understand that change comes as you prepare for that change, it just doesn't happen. It's not a lightning bolt that comes in. 
Change is a process. You understand that you cutting up somebody is not going to change them. It's going to make them rebellious. Or one day they're going to wear out enough to rather not hear that every day and they will leave you. Because nobody wants to hear that every day. And then they'll just woo another person in and do the same thing and then they'll leave eventually. And then they'll woo another person and that's that shelf life thing that comes with low self-esteem. When we have self-love, we don't have to try to avoid criticizing or blaming or shaming someone. We just wouldn't even think of doing it. We wouldn't have to say, take a deep breath. I have to accept the other person as they are. Oh, and and, and, and I, I, I just, I don't want to change them, but this is really, really, really hard. Well, if it's that hard, you're not there yet, but you're trying at least. But exhale. Don't just take that deep breath in. Exhale that. And instead of asking the other person questions and putting demands on the other person, ask yourself, what do I criticize, blame, and shame myself for? Do I accept myself as a person? Do I keep trying to change me and feel like a failure that I I wasn't able to do it in a day? Well, let me see if I could do it on my little experiment over here, my my partner who doesn't know I'm doing all this stuff or overthinking this. When self-esteem and self-love are there, you will naturally accept the other person, but more importantly, you will meet somebody who accepts who they are. Now, let's say... You meet somebody who accepts who they are, but you don't accept who they are, and you don't accept who you are. Those are the relationships that after the first date or two, maybe three, will not continue. Because the person who accepts who they are will quickly see what they're dealing with just by description of old past relationships or other decisions you have made in your life. And then they see themselves as being an old decision in the beginning rather than getting into the relationship. When you can see what's coming, you've already learned the lesson. So if you have relationships where once people get to know you, they are no longer present for you, it's because they either already accept themselves enough to see that you don't, and they know that that's going to damage a relationship if they so choose. And the reason they value that is because they already value themselves. When you can offer genuine praise and appreciation for the things you value in yourself, like, hey, you know what, I did my best here. I really did, and I found out this doesn't work, and I'm going to try again giving my best, and if it doesn't work twice, I'll reevaluate then. I'll reevaluate now before I go into it again instead of repeating myself, right? 
and then I'll try. The beauty of all of that is the patience. One of the most important things that are needed in any given relationship that we have, it is patience. Because without it, we try to be perfect. We put ourselves down, which means we're going to share that with our partner. We look at mistakes as a humility rather than humanity. Think about that. So it changes. It changes every second of the day when your self-esteem isn't intact. One minute you're kind, the next minute you're upset, the next minute you've been set off. So why is self-love so important? Because, you know, it, it's become like a bus, buzzword, buzzword, <laughs> when self-love, the words. Oh, I love myself. I took myself to the park today. Oh, I love myself. I'm not hurting myself right now. And instead of saying, okay, I'm, I've already accomplished loving myself, say, hey, this is what it feels like to care about myself. How have I not been caring? Because the importance of loving yourself is nobody else's gift but yours. And it will bring to you the kinds of decisions that you keep wishing for in your head into real life. And it will happen without you even feeling it. And then one day you'll go, Oh, my God, because I made this decision instead of that decision, look what happened. Wow, I do have a hand in my future, in my reality, in my feelings, in my quality of life. I do have a hand. Because when we fully can accept ourselves, and talk to ourselves that way instead of, I can't believe I did this again. Nothing ever works out for me. Everyone else always wins. Everyone else knows what they're doing. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't fit in. God, why am I here? When you fully love yourself, it gives you the opportunity to move through the world with a deeper sense of compassion for yourself, which gives you that for others. That's why when we see people help people, we are attracted to them because we know that they have helped themselves first. You'll also have this deeper resilience that withstands the challenges, issues that come up in your life. Because you look at it as, well, this is just, my challenge for now. This is just my issue for today. But it won't be here every day. I will have solved this by the end of today, the end of next week, within a few months. And you give your soul the opportunity to walk through the process. So when you are in the relationship and you can say things clearly like, I just met this person, I like who they are. 
I would like to get to know more about them to see if this is where I will put my time in my life. Will it be worth it for them? Will it be worth it for me? Will it be worth it for us to take each other on as partners? Imagine that thinking in the beginning. I know people that after a first date that went on for eight hours or ten hours, they just couldn't stop talking and they feel so close, like, wow, I've just met my soulmate. Those are usually when one of the two is a narcissist. Those are not soulmates. Those are the exact opposite of a soulmate. Because what happened in that first date? There was a lack of patience. Remember in the beginning, I said it gives you patience and patience will make every relationship work if you so choose to be there. It's like they want to go from zero to 60 in a minute. They want to be a couple so bad. One wants to be loved so bad they believe they are, and the other one needs a plug-in, a supply for their narcissism, and they will listen to you for hours in the beginning because they're in their learning phase, and they're not aware they're doing this, and you're not aware they're doing this. It looks like soulmates, kindred spirits. We knew each other in another life. We were both a king and queen in Egypt. In our past, all those things, when I hear those things, my first question is, how long have you known each other? What was your first meeting like? How long were you together that day? What happened to savoring the feeling? Having a first date that was only a couple of hours and wanting to see the person the next day, and then thinking about what would I like to know more instead of trying to download your whole history, which could be 30 years old or 40 years old or even 50 years old in one night. Why do you feel such a void that that person has now made you feel like you've finally been heard? And believe me when I tell you, you've been heard, but not in the way you think. You think this person's going to have your back. They were so attentive. No one's ever listened to you like that. And what they're thinking is, okay, I'm, I'm learning who I'm dealing with to see if they're a good plug-in or not. When you first meet a narcissist, they're extremely intent and knowing how long your relationships are. And they want to know all the details, and you think they just care about you, but what they're looking at is they're looking at your self-worth, and they are evaluating what you put up with, and if you put up with a lot, they know you're going to put up with them, and you are basically interviewing without knowing it for a spot to be a plug-in in their life. So how do you regain love? It's super hard. 
but the first thing you could ever do in any relationship to start to balance your footing, to resist criticizing the relationship. And then to treat your partner with kindness instead. When you feel your critical mode coming in, say something kind and see that sliding door's effect. And pay attention to what you love about your partner and understand why the things you don't love are there. Each other's individual interests as much as you would your common interests. And never give up intimacy until things are solved. Because then it's used as a chip. And I can't believe our time is already up. I love you guys. I will see you tomorrow on Dream Theme Thursday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.